Hello and welcome to a special Voice on the Air podcast series featuring speakers and facilitators from our flagship conference, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Contributions, on 21st June 2017. At this flagship event, we will show delegates how women and men with families, jobs, responsibilities and conflicting priorities have somehow managed to make fulfilling contributions and how we can all be that person too. We will also help managers and leaders to elevate their seemingly ordinary team members to extraordinary performers. I'm your host, Andrea James, and today we have Amanda Cullen. Amanda heads up Voices Consulting Services, working with organizations to transform corporate culture. She is also a coach and runs our leadership and career negotiation workshops. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. So in this very short podcast, we're going to find out from Amanda how she managed to create an environment where individuals from different work cultures could come together to form a highly successful team. So Amanda, can you set the scene for us, please? Sure. So I was working in the pensions industry and I was appointed to lead a business unit that was comprised of two groups with very different cultures. One group was highly collaborative, supportive, and generally had a no-blame attitude, uh, learning from mistakes, continuous improvement, but not blaming each other. The other group was pretty hierarchical, I would almost say old-fashioned, quite competitive, and definitely did have a blame culture. And my remit was to bring everyone together to form a cohesive and commercially successful unit. Well, wow. um, that sounds really challenging. Um, how mm. did you manage to do that? Then? Okay, so I guess I tackled it in three ways. Um, the first was the big picture stuff, um, which was like getting to know people at outset and getting them to know each other. Um, so that was around one-to-one meetings um, to talk to every single member of the team and understand how they ticked, what they did, what they enjoyed doing, what they didn't enjoy doing. The second thing was a team day, a team building day, a half day with the senior people, um, which was really designed primarily to start to build informal relationships between the two groups, the groups from the two different cultures, and get them to get to know each other in a more informal setting. Um, and, And the third thing was to articulate a clear vision and strategy for the unit so that they knew what we were trying to achieve and how we were going to go about it. Okay, but on a sort of day-to-day basis, on a small level, what kind of Mm -hmm. stuff did you do? So in terms of the vision and strategy, I made sure that we gave people regular updates on progress so that they felt involved um, and able to contribute to that progress. But at an even more granular level, I think it was around my style of communication. Mm-hmm. I, I was quite informal and quite friendly in the emails that I sent, uh, the memos that I, that I issued, um, or indeed in, in, in anything that went out to the, the unit as a whole or on a one-to-one basis to individuals. Okay. And I also... Um, walked the floor a lot so you know I didn't I didn't get my PA to go and get my coffee I walked to the coffee machine or went into the kitchen and made coffee so that I had an opportunity to chat to people I would stop at desks and ask people how it was going Um, I would just generally be visible uh, and and seen 
in 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 the area so that people kind of stopped seeing me as the boss the big ogre and and more as a human being and I also talked a lot about um you know my life and my family at the time I had a young daughter two three-year-old and so you know I would drop that into the conversation I wasn't wasn't somebody who who was distant and, and only work oriented right that was quite different I think from my predecessor I see and and so what happened in the end well, the other thing I did, um, in case you should think it was all kind of very toss, touchy-feely and soft, oh, yes. <laughs> was, to, was to hold underperformers to account. And we definitely had some underperformers in the unit. Um, but rather than kind of beat them up with a big stick and tell them they had to do better, it was about understanding why they were underperforming. So, again, it was one-to-one conversations over a period of time to, to get under the skin of it and really establish you know, which of three courses of action was most likely to be the best one for them? Would they, could they improve so that they could be good at the job they were doing? Or should we change in some way the job they were doing to the best of our ability so that we were deploying their skills better? Or frankly, were they just in the wrong job and in order not to pull the others down and be unfair to everyone else, should they leave? Um, So that's what we did. (laughs) And that's actually a really hard thing. So hard that I... (laughs) I completely forgot that there is a darker side. There's an uncomfortable <laughs> side to all of this uh, sometimes. Yeah, there is. There is. But, but a happy story. I mean, one little anecdote. There was one guy who was dreadful at the day job that he was trying to do, which involved a lot of mathematical calculations, um, being very quick and responsive and, and really doing some fairly complicated stuff. And I sat him down and I said, you know what? I think you're in the wrong job. And he said, sadly, I have to agree with you. And instead of kicking him out or going through underperformance, uh, it, 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 um, it transpired that what he really wanted to do was, was more in the IT world. Um, and he was fantastic on the computer and on the Internet. And in the early days of Internet and intranet, he wrote and, and, and put together our intranet from scratch um, in the three months that he was working his notice. So instead of um, kind of sitting there trying to do the day job that he wasn't very good at mm-hmm. or doing nothing very much at all, he was really valuable to us in those three months. And he had something really useful that he could put on his CV when he moved on to, to the job he really wanted. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're talking about here, right? Giving mm. a, a, an extraordinary contribution mm. that could be so easily overlooked. Exactly. Yeah. And what about the rest of the team? What what happened with them? Yes, yeah, so the ones that didn't leave, and, and in case there was any <laughs> doubt, there were only a very small handful that did, I think four or five in total. Um, a year on, we were a much more cohesive group, um, definitely performing well, uh, achieving our, our targets, our revenue targets and, and, and the like. Um, and there was a much friendlier and more supportive atmosphere. Mm. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for sharing your, your insightful answers. Um, it's, it's very interesting to hear actual cases where this, this has happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if, if you enjoyed in listening to this podcast, do join us for the rest of this special series where our guests will share their experiences of environments where ordinary people make extraordinary contributions. If you'd like to meet the speakers and facilitators in person and delve deeper with practical tools that you can use in your career and life and in your organization, then please join us on 21st of June 2017. Just go to voiceatthetable.com to book your place now. And if you can't join us for that date, you can still access information about our follow-up workshops, our membership options, 
that all address the issues discussed today. Thank you again to Amanda Cullen. My pleasure. For, for all her insights. Uh, once again, our website is voiceatthetable.com. I'm Andrea James. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Goodbye.